How long have we been recording this podcast? Five weeks? Two days? <laughs> That's a segue for a uh, first episode of Before and After Podcast. I'm Anthony Packer. And I'm Amon Joel Hill. And uh, we are two avid movie buffs who, you want to you talk a little bit about it? Sure. So this, this podcast is a, it's a unique spin on your standard movie review podcast. Um, as the title would say, it's before and after. So the first, I don't know, half, yeah. quarter, we'll, figure, we'll half. figure that yeah. out, uh, is predictions that we'll make about the film. Keep in mind that we both haven't seen the film. Yeah, we should, we should talk, maybe, do people even know this is a movie podcast? Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Continue. It's a movie podcast. It uh, is. So yeah, we'll be making predictions, um, some of them on base, some of them outlandish, but it's always usually based on maybe trailers. Yeah, uh, I've, I've direct, pretty much what, what just the director looked at the trailer does. for this movie. Yeah, certain um, actors' quirks. Yeah. Um, I, think we'll, I think we'll be hearing a lot more of Anthony's Willem Dafoe as we proceed through this one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to get into some brief intru- introductions. Yeah. Uh, so my name's Amon. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're you work in the movie industry, or a, a previous experience in the movie industry. <laughs> uh, growing up, had a lot of had my toe dipped in there. Oh, um, you did. I was able to have the opportunities to act in a few films. Uh, let you guys look that one up on IMDb. Yeah. Um, some shortcomings I have. I think people will say my palate's a little diluted. I'm a sucker I, for. I say that. Uh, yeah. I'm a sucker for the uh, Hollywood blockbusters. Um, but Anthony's dragging me out. First episode, here we go. <laughs> the Lighthouse. Uh, Anthony, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Anthony. Um, met Almon back in high school, actually. We've been friends ever since. Um, I work in a, sort of a number of different roles and, and occupations in and around the Vancouver film industry. Um, editing, shooting commercials. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, obviously a big movie guy and hoping to eventually re-enter that industry, hopefully in a writing or directing capacity, but until then, just a fan on the side. Robert Eggers. I oh, thought you said Robert Pattinson. <laughs> oh no, Robert. Where'd he come from? No, no. He's definitely, this is, this is his second feature, really. Yes. And you um, mentioned to me his age. He's... Yeah. 36 years old. 36. And as, as a young director myself... Sort of, I think he. I uh, could be wrong, Robert. If you're listening, I apologize. But I think he came from the direct, uh, from the commercial, sort of space oh, as he well. He came through that road as well. Yeah, and uh, he has a few writing credits on some other films. But obviously, his his director, his di- his obviously his di- <laughs> directorial debut. Obviously, his directorial debut was The Witch. Uh, have you seen The Witch? Have we talked about The Witch ever? <laughs> You know I haven't. <laughs> you haven't seen The Witch? No, I don't okay. do scary movies. It's um, not a scary movie. Well, well, even for The Lighthouse, I saw, I saw the trailer for Joker when I was in Joker, and you know I, I had the scary movie stance going. I yeah, had a little bit. Ears plugged, eyes covered. Yeah, damn. Yeah, okay. Well, The Witch, The Witch is more of a psychological thriller than a horror movie. Uh, just to give you a really quick synopsis on that before we get into The Lighthouse, it's about this family who live in like really olden times, and they're part of this community, and they're. For whatever reason, they're banished from this community and they have to go live by themselves. It's like two daughters, if I remember correctly, the husband and the wife. And they basically set up their own little life in the middle of this forest. And this entity is sort of messing with their family dynamic. And it, they all start turning on each other. And it's the dialogue is written very accurately to that time. So like, mm-hmm. you don't even know what they're saying half the time. And they're super God-fearing. 
and it's it's crazy. So as soon as he did that, he hasn't done a movie since. That was four mm. years ago. So I think he's one of those guys that like puts a lot of energy into his movies, and then he's kind of ex- like he has to like. But I also hear he's doing a, a remake of Nosferatu. That's I also like, heard he's doing some Viking movie as well. Oh really? Yeah. So he's he's a bit of a weird a bit of a weird guy, but it seems like his this is this is looks like quite the film. Well, uh, yeah. Let's let's get into it. So we're doing the uh, the lighthouse. Yeah. So we have the what time is it now? 7.08 p.m. 7.08 p.m. We have tickets for the 10.15 showing. And that was 10.30. 10.15. Shit, yeah. we gotta go soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're seeing it tonight. Um, I've only seen the two trailers. I know basically nothing about mm-hmm. the movie. I haven't seen the trailers for a while. Um, so let's basically get into it. What are you expecting from this movie? What are you hoping from this movie? Uh, I think I was mentioning to you earlier this week about how I wanted... Uh, I, and I, I know it's not going to be like this, but, you know, I, I'm a simple guy. I prefer a nice concrete storyline. Yeah. I want uh, the trailers shrouded in a lot of mystery, and I, I want, like, a nice a nice outcome. But based on what I've read and what you've told me about Robert Eggers is that I think we're going to be expecting something a lot more abstract. Yeah, definitely. And I sort of noticed that the trailer follows that, that theme that a lot of trailers are doing where they kind of pick like a musical cue or a word and it escalates and escalates. And I feel like that's what we're going to get with this movie. It's going to start very slow and with some really weird visuals. And then it's slowly, you're going to build and build and build to like a, a a massive scale in terms of the two characters. Because obviously a contained film. Mm -hmm. I think we're, I think all of it will take place on the Island. Do you think we're going to get any third, fourth characters? Oh man. Flashback of Robert Pattinson's parents kicking him out. It seemed, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that could happen, but I don't think so. Not an episode of Lost. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so let's just get right into it. I got some predictions here. All I, right, I, yeah. hit me with it. Paint, paint me some scenes here. All right, so I think, I don't know if you remember from the trailer, but Robert Pattinson's holding this little miniature mermaid thing. Yeah, yeah. And how's, I, that, how's that coming into play? So Robert Pattinson, as I wrote here, Robert Pattinson clearly has a dark past because he's like, just trying yes. to start new. Yeah. Or is it Irish? On the run. Trying to start new? Something like that? On the run. On, on the run. That was pretty good. God, the Willem is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he, he's running from something. Maybe he maybe he murdered someone. Yeah, but that's, that's the misdirection, obviously. Right. Well, <laughs> that kind of stops my theory dead. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so bear with me, but this movie's going to be out there. I think this, this mermaid thing may be foreshadowing of something more literal. Oh. I think we're looking at mermaids in this movie. That and, was one of my predictions. And sea creatures. That's what I was gonna say. Do, yeah. you think, do you think we're gonna get a kraken appearance? I think we might get because like there's there's that one other shot where it's like the crazy waves and it looks like yeah. really scary. Yeah. I think I think I think we're seeing a mermaid. I think Robert Pattinson's in love with a mermaid. No, I like that. Yeah. I, my prediction was I think we're gonna get a shot of uh, some sort of tentacled monster wrapping its arm tentacle around the the lighthouse. And we are, oh wow. Now, are we playing with this theme of is the are these monsters really here and these guys are just losing their minds? Is it or is it just like? Yeah, I think I think we're getting a psychological thriller. I, I don't think the monsters are actually there. Right, because Willem Dafoe, I assume, has been here longer than Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson's like the new employee. Yeah, but, that's 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 what I felt as well. Right. So when it comes to these light, is this is this lighthouse at the end of a long, like thing, or is it literally a rock that's you have to get to by boat? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How isolated is it? Yeah, I don't know. Another theory I had is that it could go the direction of the village. I mean, it actually takes place in modern day. Mm. 
could that be something that we could be looking at? Now you're kind of getting into my, my fast questions here. Okay, you got fast questions? Yeah, like, I'm just going gonna, gonna to throw you questions, you give me an answer. Oh, is this a segment? This is we, a bit of a segment. Do we need like a title? What's the segment called? I wrote down fast questions. Fast questions. Fast right. questions. I'm ready. All right, Anthony Packer. In the movie <clears throat> The Lighthouse, are we going to see a death? Yes. Is Robert Pattinson going to kill Willem I think I have that here. Robert Pattinson kills Willem Dafoe. All right. Um, are we going to see nudity? Are we going to see Willem Dafoe's cheeks? <laughs> It's such a movie where you see Willem Dafoe's penis. <laughs> you have strutting down, weirdly hairy, hairy. yeah, just You're... massive. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a little, un- it's a little surprisingly small. All right, and this is my final fast question. Is <laughs> only for three? This is a good one, though. Okay, Anthony, are we gonna see some color in this movie? <laughs> The final shot, the uh, wave breaks, and it's just a blue sky. Oh, yeah, the rainbow comes through. The, you see this modern police running up and arresting <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Oh, no, no, no color. I think... You think you're going to get some color? I think we might get some color. I don't I'm think we get any I'm color. I'm excited to say that. Maybe the flashbacks could be in color. Oh, so there's going to be flashbacks? Well, if there are flashbacks. I think there's going to be flashbacks. I haven't seen it, okay? <laughs> Robert Pattinson with his parents as a boy. I don't think we're seeing any Robert Pattinson parents. I think I think it's interesting that Robert Eggers has casted Robert Pattinson because I think he's still trying to break that that mold that he built for himself with the Twilight franchise, and I think yeah. he's he's well on the way to breaking it. But I think Robert Eggers is aware of the audience will naturally. He's a very likable guy. Like mm-hmm. I think the audience will lash to him and and will be kind of anti Willem Dafoe because they've made him look kind of raggly and kind of yeah, scary kind of mean but i think robert pattinson is the real sinister one in the story i definitely am, i'm quite confident mm. about that okay um and yeah i have um i think there's gonna be like some hallucinogenics involved in this movie there's that scene in the trailer where they're like getting really drunk together yeah and i was thinking maybe some maybe some drug maybe they have some weird like some 1800s yeah fucking like mushrooms, mushrooms yeah yeah you yeah. take this with me and that's when that's when we see the sea creatures yeah, 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 totally. Another theory I have is that the lighthouse. <laughs> what? You take this with me. <laughs> How long have we been take popping this molly? <laughs> um, the lighthouse tests your morality and makes you confront your inner demons. <laughs> we're just completely off days. It shows me just literal as fuck. Yeah, I know. Are we swearing on this fucking podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, of course. Okay, what else do I got here? Um, they are trapped on this little eye. Oh, okay, yeah. So I think I think halfway or a quarter way through the movie, Robert Pattinson realizes that there's no getting off. Like I think he walks in thinking like they leave whatever. I don't know how light keeping works, but it's like we leave once a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna be like, "There's no escape through." And then from there, you, so Willem Dafoe's been on this this lighthouse longer than yeah like maybe it's like a family thing like maybe Willem Dafoe's dad also took care of the lighthouse well I was thinking what if Robert Pattinson is uh Willem Dafoe's son or father (laughs) (laughs) damn you Robert Eggers you did it again (laughs) it could totally happen there's some kind of time thing and it's switched around the other the, the other well let me just finish that theory so they've been trapped on this little island, and they realize it halfway through, but then they kind of play on the fact that Defoe actually knows how to get off the whole time, but he's just like, oh, he's really either he's like really lonely and like he wants like someone to like live with him, or he's just like 
I don't know. Maybe. Or may, Oh, wow. Oh, okay, here's a new segment. Gary right. on the spot. Gary on the spot. Once you're, like, sworn to, to be the lightkeeper, mm-hmm. you have to stay there until you can, like, find a replacement. So maybe oh. he's trying to, like, trick Robert Pattinson into staying there so he can finally leave. So we have some elements of, uh, like, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. With a mixture of a bit of Pirates of the Caribbean, Davy Jones' ship. Yeah, a little bit of that. <laughs> maybe Davy Jones makes an appearance. All right, yeah. Davy Jones, let's put it down. Um, what else do I got here? Running. I got. I just have one line here. Aliens visit lighthouse. <laughs> a nice alien scene. Um, I got a new segment here. Anthony. Okay. Paint me the opening scene. Oh, okay. Let's go ahead and give me the opening scene here. I'll, I'll jump in if I see it appropriate. I think... I think we start on a black... We see the A24 no, logo. Yeah. <laughs> um, it goes to black. And we're just confronted with a black screen. And we hear, like, a weird noise. Really? Yeah, so Not we, waves crashing? No, no, no. It's like... Okay. And you're like, what is this? And it gets louder and louder. And then it opens on the table in the lighthouse with a few bottles, like, turned over, like, whiskey mm-hmm. bottles and stuff. And then you just see that there's, like, a shadowy lump in the corner, like, potentially a body. Dead or alive? We don't know. Ooh. See, I see, I see it going a little bit different. Okay. I like the black screen A24. It's going to flash up. They yeah. flex themselves a bit. Black screen, waves crashing. <laughs> okay. Exterior shot of the lighthouse. Yeah. Oh, so you're going for very, like... Sort of not predictable, but like... Oh, predictable, okay. for sure. You can say it. Uh, and then uh, Willem Dafoe's digging that grave type thing. I think we saw that in the trailer. It, oh, it made you he's think digging... It's so he's digging some sort of grave. And then cut to Robert Pattinson walking in and meeting uh, Willem Dafoe. It would, be, it would be cool if this movie has led you to believe that we're left in the dark for much of the movie... Mm-hmm. But another cool thing would be if we actually see what one of their secrets is right away. So like you're saying, yeah, Willem Dafoe's burying a, a body. Yeah, exactly. And now he's got to keep that a secret from Robert Pattinson as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Robert Pattinson is like, he just has like an ulterior motive that we learn about like right away. Yeah. Let me give you one more segment. Paint me that last, paint me the final scene. The final scene? Yeah. Uh, we skip. Ten years later. <laughs> you say it with such confidence. And we get a shot of a decrepit, rundown lighthouse. Oh, they're going to say decrepit, rundown Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and it's Willem How Dafoe. long have we been on this rock? Ooh, yeah. What if... What if? And like, we see the new, like... Yeah. And it's... Who, who is it? Tom Holland rolls up? Obviously. But do you... Does it bother you a little bit when people... That this movie's in black and white? No. Do you think that they're trying to just... They're trying to be, be trendy. Yeah, maybe like, they're, they're doing the whole, like, like be artist. Exactly. But I, I want to walk out fully, like, believing that the best way to shoot that movie was in a square aspect ratio and in black and white. Exactly. I was, yeah, I was saying that. I want, uh, I want them to justify to me that it should be in black and white. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to leave thinking, like, oh, God, I just did that to, like, get and attention. I believe we're going to be getting an R-Pat's Best Actor nominee out of this. Really? And a Willem Dafoe Best Supporting. I believe they're campaigning, campaigning supporting. Do you think we'll be seeing any um, any love triangles? <laughs> between, <laughs> between Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Midway, the sexy day. lighthouse attendant shows up. It's my first day. Let me show you around. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it's all right. I got it. <laughs> oh, is, is he Irish? 
in the movie yet. Oh, new start. That's what he said. I'm looking for a new start. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I've got it. You know what else I feel? I bet you the the how long. Have we been on this rock line? Isn't even in the movie. No. I don't think that line's gonna be. I think We're that was. Mom, I'm going fast, Ricky Bobby. Here. That was definitely. <laughs> that was definitely a studio like guy be like, we need a line for the trailer because what you're filming, we can't. <laughs> we can't. We can't sell this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You've given us nothing. And it took like six hours to convince Willem to say such a like movie generic line. I think we'll, we'll probably get a scene where someone gets injured. Oh yeah. yeah. Like one of them falls from well, like exactly a hot, like. The lighthouse or like a mid-level. Yeah. Maybe in, in like a storm and then either Willem Dafoe or Robert Pattinson will have to swallow their pride and like k- kind of take care of the person. Yeah, or I could, you know what I could see? Like Robert Pattinson or <laughs> obviously, getting a high fever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes to like six months later. The ocean's got you now. <laughs> and like, well, like Willem Dafoe's like overly bearing, like wants to take care of him and he just wants to be left alone. Can and he's like big, the old wrinkly. <laughs> Let me take care of you, boy. No! Not my first time I've dealt with this. Yeah, and he's like kind of overly touching like his, yeah. his forehead. You have a fever. Yeah, it'll, he, be, it'll be like a quick two second, three second shot of the fever and then a, and then immediately cut six months later. Yeah, exactly. And um, we'll never talk about the fever again. Yeah, I definitely think we'll get some of that. Do you think that we could be seeing like, you know how the movie opens with what, or... You think the movie yeah. opens with Willem Dafoe digging the grave? Do you think yeah. we might end with some, like a, a, a simile where we see Robert Pattinson digging a grave? See, I would say yes, but I feel like that's too obvious for A24 and Robert Eggers. Yeah. I think we're just, we're going to end and we're going to be like, oh, that was it? I think, I think we'll get a lot of comedy in this movie, like unintentional comedy. I think like awkward silences, a lot of like playing on like, Oh, okay, yeah. Just that they're not, like, they don't have that chemistry with they each don't other. Vibe. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you think they'll... Or, like, Robert Pattinson wakes up on his first first morning, and Willem Dafoe's just, like, sitting in the, like, sitting, like, I've watched you sleep. You know what I mean? Like, that or kind he's of... he's doing, like, like, his morning stretches in, in his, like, <laughs> saggy underwear. She <laughs> keeps me limber! <laughs> you can just see the shadows of his balls. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Pattinson looks over, rolls his eyes, turns yeah. over, goes back to sleep. A little bit of a laugh track. <laughs> and this movie has a laugh track, I'm walking out. I'm staying. <laughs> Keeps me limber. Yeah, two of his stretches. What do you think we get some like masturbation comedy? Like everyone's no. sleeping on a bunk bed, you just hear <laughs> How long have you been jacking off? <laughs> Six months. <laughs> I think we might I think you know, I think we're gonna get masturbation humor. You gonna get you think we're getting a jerk off joke? Right, yeah. Do I have to have to write that one yeah. down for the post uh... Write it down. <clears throat> because I think like they're both isolated from women. Maybe I feel like the idea of women won't even come up. I feel like there'll be no sexuality in this movie. <laughs> oh, dude, Robert Eggers is a sexual deviant, and we all know it. <laughs> He's an absolute sicko. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, I think they'll be talking about like how they haven't like my, my sea legs haven't seen a woman like felt a woman's warmth or whatever. Okay. And then they just kind of stare at each other for a bit. You know what I mean? And then and then it's never brought up again. But I don't think we're getting any gay. So, you said initially started masturbation. Are we getting gay? gay I think that's the foreshadowing. So you see that Willem Dafoe is yanking one out one morning. (laughs) Write that down. All caps. (laughs) Dafoe wanking out, okay? (laughs) (laughs) About 30 minutes later, 
they're talking about women in another scene, and he talks about how he hasn't felt like been with a woman for a long time. <laughs> and then they just look at each other for like ten seconds, and, and then, then it break, the scene well, breaks. Good night, <laughs> like a wave crash. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think the or maybe maybe you just maybe it cuts outside and the lighthouse light goes off. <laughs> <laughs> you see some silhouettes in the lighthouse booth. It's interesting how we've chosen the lighthouse for our first movie to predict because yeah. it's probably one of the most challenging movies we could possibly have picked. Exactly, like and I think in other films, there's obvious scenes we're gonna get. Obvious yeah, especially exposition. sequels. Um, so yeah, so I think our goal for this podcast is also to like we love going to see like those big, highly anticipated movies, and mm-hmm. we spend so much time talking with each other about like what we're gonna see and what we're gonna expect, and I think a lot of people do the same. I think how many. For everyone listening right now, like who's into movies, how often do you spend just talking with your friends about like what was going to happen in Endgame? Exactly. I, or like how many of you had similar predictions as us, even for Lighthouse? Yeah. To it, right. It's yeah. So I think I think it's good that we're starting off with something challenging. All right. Well, I think we got. Some, I think we've covered a lot of bases here. So let's yeah. just quickly recap. So we're looking for, um, one of them killing the other. For sure. I think that's a given. <laughs> Very confident. Potential parental lineage, but I don't think so. Ah, uh, I could, I could, I could see it. I think some, some sexual tension. Some sexual tension. We have uh, Willem Dafoe whacking it. Yeah, I think we're gonna get that, and um, that's gonna be used for humor. Yeah, we have some nudity. Yeah, yoga. Yes, the yoga scene <laughs> is a must. Yeah, mermaids potentially. Yeah, we and said cracking. mermaids or sea creatures. I think creature. I'm more confident of, of sea monsters, but I'll be more proud of myself if I can... For I sure. Sea. So I'll put you down for... I'll put you down for mermaid. I'm putting you down for mermaid, and I'm going to put myself down for kraken. And I, I do think that the lighthouse t- is... The lighthouse tests your morality and makes you confront your inner demons is going to be a theme throughout the film. Okay. I don't think that's what its purpose is, but I think... Is the lighthouse real, Anthony, or is it mm. kind of like the island and lost? Oh, man. That's the million dollar. I question. think I think it's real, but I think that it'll be left somewhat ambiguous. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with real. Okay, and our final prediction: color. I'm, we're not getting any color, and I'll, I'll fight you to the I'm death. I'm putting on that yes, one. and I'm signing my name next to it. All right, so you're about to hear us tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed the movie, and yeah, pick it up, future Anthony and Almond. Yes, we are. Uh, luckily, we had uh, almost a full day to digest the film. We mm-hmm. watched it last night. Yeah. Here we are on a nice, uh, brisk Friday night. <laughs> this is how we spend our Friday nights. All right, Packers. So, uh, oh, before we proceed, let's just say right now, spoiler alert. Yeah, heavy, heavy spoilers in We're going to be dissecting this, and we're going to do it in absolutely no chronological order. Yeah. So, hopefully, you've seen the movie, and buckle up. And fully in character as Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. So, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> what did you think of the film? Uh, well, let's get some first impressions here, just overall. Yeah, uh, so for, first impressions, I was thoroughly impressed with the movie. Mm-hmm. thought it was pretty terrific. I'm sort of hanging around the 8.5, maybe even 9 region right now. Oh, you're throwing numbers out early. I'm throwing yeah, numbers. We're saving numbers for the end. No, no, no. sign off. I'll okay. give you a final number at the end, but that's kind of... Right. Honestly, I was, I was blown away by numerous aspects of the movie. First and, and foremost, the performances. Okay. Wow. So, uh... You want to dive into that? I'll, I'll provide my uh, initial reactions here. Yeah, sure. Then let's do some initial reactions. Then we'll hop into what we predicted, and then maybe we'll talk a bit more about the movie after. Okay, we'll break it down. So my initial reaction mm. is uh, 
I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, I can appreciate it for what it was. Um, obviously not my cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, so, I can respect it. There was definitely aspects of it that I loved. Yeah. And certain aspects I didn't. And we'll get Fair into enough. that. I think, I think what was notable for me is like one of our big concerns going in, just before we talk about the predictions, was we were worried it was going to be just too experimental, too mm. out there, just throwing kind of shit against the wall. And there's yeah. definitely some of that. Yep, yep. But overall, there was more of a... There's a nice plot that yes. was more linear and more traditionally narrative than I was expecting. I agree with you somewhat on that. And yeah. We'll touch on that a bit. Um later on all right so let's do a little jingle for predictions please uh predictions predictions which ones came true <laughs> Ding. uh okay so let, we got I, i'm very impressed with our performance yeah here. i think we kind of nailed this i think <laughs> anyone listening probably thinks we saw the movie first and we didn't and we did not yeah and you can check the uh the recording data from this sd card if you want yeah dm me and i'll send you the uh <laughs> the screenshots and non-altered i don't know how photoshop works so. yeah exactly there we go so i'm just going to read through some of the predictions we had here just off my memory um okay so one thing that we got wrong potentially was that uh willem dafoe knows his way off the island the whole time oh did we get that wrong though i mean that it's kind of ambiguous yeah so, okay let's skip over that one for now <laughs> robert pattinson kills willem dafoe Spoiler alert, yeah. he does. <laughs> <laughs> that was nail on the head from yours truly. Um, aliens visit Lighthouse. I think we can confirm that as false. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we kind of touch look into you and I, you said mermaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some... And we got a mermaid early on. And just a quick aside, one of this, like, I have seen a lot of horror movies in mm -hmm. theaters. I'm kind of numb to a lot of horror yeah. movies. Like, I find them scary, but I'm not like... Mm -hmm. It takes a lot in a movie for me to divert my, you know, that instinct. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. turn your head. And I had that in this movie more than, like, horror, horror movies. Yeah, this movie was uh, deeply unsettling. It was. Like, the visuals and the way that they break the fourth wall. Like, even at the beginning, when Robert Pattinson and, um, I'm trying to think of the characters' names, and they're just completely escaping it's, me. It's, uh, well, it's like Tom and Tom. Thomas. Yeah, okay, so the two characters are basically, they're looking at the boat leaving that mm -hmm. just dropped them off, and mm -hmm. they're just staring at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? And there was a theme that kind of went throughout the movie. I think it was like, um, Robert Pattinson was under a microscope the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I think they were trying to make the audience feel that way. Yep. But what, with the mermaid, I don't know. I don't think the mermaids were actually there. Um, yeah, I don't, mermaids don't exist. Uh. Well, it's a film fiction. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I think they're a figment of someone from his past or like temptation. And there were some themes of that going on, but mm. you're looking at like the camera just and like an 85 millimeter tight frame on her face and she's yeah. just smiling at you and then yeah, starts screaming that screaming i was like holy yeah fuck, like get me the hell out of this theater <laughs> so we definitely got the mermaids right um, but i won't give us ourselves too much credit for that because you did see i did see the figurine the figurine in the yeah um, um we got did we get kraken kind of we got some tentacle we got a few we got, tentacle yeah. shots but I think the biggest prediction, let me just read this to you, this is what I wrote. Mm. Robert Pattinson clearly has a dark past and is running from something. Maybe he's a murderer. Now, did you, did you are you saying, telling me he's a murderer prior to the killing Willem Dafoe? Yeah. And you learn throughout the movie, at least a story he tells, that he yeah. accidentally killed a logger in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the Canadian connection in the movie yeah. as well. Hudson Bay Company. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Hudson Bay Company. So you see this guy a few times. Like, Willem Dafoe suddenly turns into this, like, young lumberjack sort of character. Mm -hmm. um, so, pretty proud of that. Um, so, we've kind of broken down our predictions in terms of theme and plot. Uh -huh. Let's get into, uh, I ask you a few fast questions. Yeah, yeah, hit so me. I Is this a segment? You, 
This is fo- <laughs> fast questions. We're following up on fast questions. The <laughs> fast questions. Okay, let's go. Fast questions. Here we go. This is where uh, we just read normal questions, but we say them really fast. Well, no, this is where I read you the normal questions. <laughs> what do you think of the movie? <laughs> I read you these questions before. Okay. And I don't remember you gave them. Me an so. Answer. so the first one I asked you was, "Anti, is there going to be a death?" And you said yes. Ding. Uh, the second one I said, "Anti, is there going to be nudity? Are we going to see Willem Dafoe's cheeks? And did we see them?" No, you said dick. I said cheeks. You said. Dick. Oh, we saw his cheeks. We saw some cheeks. We saw both cheeks. Actually. Half, half mark. Ding. Yeah. Okay. I like a ding. Uh, the, other, the third <laughs> question was, "Is there going to be color in this movie?" I, I knew there was not going to be color. That was the kind of thing that someone who like doesn't watch these kind of movies very often comes with. It's not <laughs> Wizard of Oz, man. I wanted to believe. I thought there was going to be a rainbow at the end of this. this uh... <laughs> This path here. There's some light, but definitely not color. All right, and now let's get into the predictions that we. That's all you asked. I thought you had five fast questions. I only had three fast questions. <laughs> let's get into the predictions that we. I say we, but I think you actually nailed these on the nail on the fucking head. All right, let's hear it. Uh, Anthony said, "Book it. There's going to be a masturbation scene." Yeah, I did say that. And we got two. Uh, we got a little giggly around this one, but yeah. Anthony said. There's going to be some sort of scene where Willem Dafoe <laughs> complains about the lack of a woman's warmth between her legs. Yep. And then they kind of look at each other. Yeah. And Anthony Packer, did we get that scene? We got that fucking scene. We got some serious sexual tension. But it was more elevated than I even predicted. Exactly. Like in the movie, they're doing the dancing and stuff. Yep. And they're and just sanity slipping away. Mm-hmm. And they get closer and closer. And all of a sudden, Willem Dafoe is just like ready to fucking make out with Robert Yeah, Pattinson. exactly. And you know what? It, as silly as it sounds right now, it, it worked. Dude, it worked so well. And that's down to Robert Eggers, obviously, his script. Mm-hmm. I'd love to read the screenplay. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. how specific he was and how much he left to the actors. Yeah, I'd love I wonder to just... if he's Aaron Sorkin-like where he doesn't allow any improvisation. Yeah, well, I actually read, I read or I heard an interview with Robert Pattinson where he was saying that for this movie, they actually, they did it very much like a play. So, like, oh, literally okay. just the three of them, the director, the two mm-hmm. actors would just be in a room for, I think he said like two months just going through it over and over and over again. Oh, and I think grueling, eh? he was trying to almost get that insanity out of them because they were so sick of, that's how I interpreted it. Like mm-hmm. if I was directing that, it's a good, good idea, right? Just almost make them sick of each other in real life. Yeah. And that's going to come out on screen. And it definitely did. Definitely. Uh, okay. So that's uh, pretty much it for predictions. We are right. We won't talk yeah. about the ones that we got wrong. Cause I think, can we talk about some of the just big plot twists and like if we found them surprising? Sure, um, sure. So a big theme in the movie. I still feel uncomfortable talking about this because it's such big spoilers. So if you at this yeah, point, yeah, that's true. If you're at this point, then you've seen the movie, so we can talk about it. It's just exactly. I think the prediction half is for people gearing up for the movie. Maybe yeah, to totally. Drum up some excitement. And if you're coming and joining us in the second half here, you're looking to get a little breakdown. Yeah, have so a little, have a little laugh with us and. Yeah, totally. One thing that I feel like we didn't think about much. Um, that we could have is we didn't really think about like what these guys are going to be doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that aspect how sort of Willem Dafoe was the boss and he had these see to your duties. So like he was just yes. bossing him around and there was a real power dynamic mm-hmm. and it was very like mundane. The plot was Robert Pattinson doing his chores. They're getting harder and kind of more disgusting. Um, and that just kept going on and on, and there, there was this jealousy brewing because Willem Dafoe has the good job. Yeah, Willem Dafoe's got the nice cushy job. Yeah, where he just takes care of it. drums of oil up the yeah. stairs. <laughs> oh, and that, there's like, how long was that scene? Like two minutes of him just literally dragging yeah. that, and I was like, I feel for you, man. Like, I was I've worked thinking, in, I was I've been a bartender. Yeah, so laboring. Right <laughs> yeah, now. and uh, you, the movie sort of culminates with 
the jealousy overtaking, not knowing who's lying. Yeah. You just lose at that point. Like, I don't think anyone can really know. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's what, uh, Robert Eggers is going for. Yeah. Kinda, he wants you to interpret in your own. I mean, if he had handed us the ending on a silver platter, we would yeah. we would have complained. But you know, have some respect for your audience. And I'm sure there's things that we missed. Oh, of course. Um, and speaking of that, this is my uh, sort of another segment. I'm gonna come up with a name for it on the spot. Um, I'm gonna call it Associated Predictions. And that's when we actually did see the movie with another guy. Um, and he, we, I drove him home after the movie, and he. Mm-hmm dropped a theory on me that I thought was just like unbelievable. Oh, okay. Are we going to, are we going to take a deep dive into this right now? Yeah, I'd love to. Cause it kind of ties into the ending a little sure. bit. So seagulls were a huge theme in this movie. All throughout. Yeah. Um, and initially one of them's kind of bothering him and they, he's just kind of grossed out by their flappy wings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he, yeah, I think he smacks one and Willem Dafoe sees it and he's like, don't be hurting the seagulls. And don't be hitting the seabirds. The sea- <laughs> and we learn that the reason why that is, is a superstition that dead sailors yep. incorporate the souls of these gulls. Mm. Um, and Willem Dafoe is very touchy about it. Mm. And you learn about a quarter way through the movie that his last assistant mm-hmm. went mad and died. So you're like, oh, is Robert Pattinson going to follow this path? And then there's this brilliant scene in the movie where he's trying to sleep and the seagull lands on his door, on his bedroom window and starts pecking at it. Yeah. And Stephen has this great idea that the original assistant is occupying the bo- his soul is occupying the bo- the soul of that seagull and he's trying to warn he's Robert Pattinson. Holy shit. Yeah. And like it just makes so much sense. Damn. And it's a great theory. Uh, so I got to shout out Stephen for that one. Uh Anthony, let's let's break down this movie for its different components here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one I like to touch on is the acting. Um, best part of the movie. Best part of the movie. I think this is the easiest one to talk about because I think we're both in agreement in this. Yeah, like the the chemistry was just unbelievable. It's like we had such a good year for performances. Like, obviously, Walking Phoenix's Joker is getting yeah. a lot of buzz, and this was at that level, I would say, especially yeah. Willem Dafoe. I thought Willem Dafoe was fantastic. Yeah, like his. It was so. It was like I the, was just his the shakes in his body. Yeah, like that old man kind yeah. of shake, the farting. The, yeah, yeah, was... just a hor- Like, and when Robert Pattinson, there's this great scene as well where Robert Pattinson just snaps and he's like yeah. razzing him for everything mm-hmm. that bothers him. And those are little habits that Willem Dafoe started doing. Like, yes. you, you'd imagine how he smelled. You imagine, like, his annoying chewing, his teeth, and he just brought all that up, and it was so good, man. Then I thought there was a lot of nonverbal uh, acting as well, especially mm. from what I saw from Mr. Pattinson, was uh, there's that one scene where he's kind of walking into the water, and he's seeing these logs. Oh, dude, that, that as someone so who, unsettling. dude, I just felt like I was mm-hmm. drowning while I was watching that. Mm-hmm visceral for sure and of course uh we joked about this after the movie is the dancing scene oh yeah oh that's a prediction that we kind of got wrong we had um robert pattinson and willem dafoe do drugs together and in a sense they do because they just get blisteringly drunk wasted yeah and like that was a big theme as well like alcoholism like is that one of the more underlying themes of the movie yeah because in the end they start sipping on what like the lamp fluid the kerosene yeah i don't know what's going on there um, so acting, I believe, from what I've read online, is they're campaigning Defoe to get best supporting. I think he's got more of a chance. I think, yeah, I think that's a lock. I think best... Like, you think a win is on lock, or at least a nomination? I think a win is on lock. Although, I mean, how can I say I've only seen... I've only still seen October, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but he'll be nominated. He'll be nominated right? for sure. Pattinson might get the nomination, yeah. um, but I still think Joaquin's taken I, that I'd so get, far. Yeah. I think Robert Pattinson kind of... When you watch his performances, he's obviously a great performer, but you still feel like he's he's growing. Mm-hmm. There's a few moments where like 
I don't want to be critical of his performance because it's so good. But I'll get it, critical, man. There's there's moments where like you sort of look at his into his eyes and like he almost looks like someone trying to portray an emotion yeah. a little bit. Yeah. He's not quite there. He's not there yet, but he's on his way. But like yeah, he's he especially the scenes where he has to really lose it because he does. Mm. It's a kind of a straight man, funny man at the beginning. Yeah. Robert Pattinson's the straight laced. I don't Definitely. drink, but you see that kind of unravel. I did notice one thing, and I don't know if this yeah, is intentional on. because any cri- yeah, I'd be interested in any criticisms you have. So my one criticism for for this acting category is, and the only reason I picked it up, I wouldn't normally notice this, is that uh, I was trying to because we keep doing the Willem Dafoe impressions, mm. and you mentioned that Robert Pattinson, we thought he was Irish going into this. Yeah, and he starts okay, exactly. So, yeah. so I was like, oh, I'm gonna gonna hammer down this R. Pat's impression for the post uh, the post <laughs> the after portion of the podcast and his accent slowly changes throughout the yeah. movie and he loses it. He gains it. It's, yeah, I don't know if true. that's, uh, I don't know if that's Robert Pattinson's lack of experience or if that's part of the character's lying mentality. I don't think it is because the moments I noticed he lost it is when I think the hardest time to maintain an accent is when you're yelling and when yeah. you're angry. So when he does so when that he was, flip out, right? Yeah. When yeah. he flips out it here, it sounds more like default actor American. Yeah. Uh, whereas when he's talking kind of humbly, he's quite Irish in a few moments and then mm-hmm. it kind of, yeah, that's a, that's a fair critique. But not not a not a mm-hmm. major issue. Um, so my, the next topic I want to touch on here is uh, I'll let you take the realm on this one. I have a little bit of notes, but is yeah. uh, the directing. Mm. Um, so if you want to take a deep dive into that, or uh, well, I guess the the first thing anyone's going to ask when talking about the directing directoring <laughs> of <Yes>. this movie <laughs> is going to be why the color palette and yep. why the aspect ratio. Exactly. Those are my first two notes. So I think. Let, let me ask you this. Right. Uh, did you find the black? Did you find that this movie would be? Did it justify? Because we talked about we didn't want the black and white to be a gimmick. We didn't want yeah. it to be like the artist. Did you find that the black and white was deserved and justified? Yeah. I'll start with the black and white. Yep. Yes, especially, and he makes sure he addresses that right away because the opening scene of the movie. We oh yeah, we tried to guess the opening oh, scene yeah, as well. We, we didn't really get it. You no. got the, the noise. There's yeah, there's some noises, but what it really is is just them arriving, and mm-hmm. you just see it's just gray, a gray film, and you slowly realize it's fog and ocean. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can catch that. You can't make it feel as eerie and as truly isolating mm-hmm. as when it's in black and white. Yeah. So right away, justify purpose. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like it was very, it was very immersive film. I, I didn't it really like was. I was, and like... the beauty of that, let me that ties in nicely to the as- not not to keep talking over you. Yeah, sorry. go ahead. Uh, but the aspect ratio. Normally, we think of encompassing, we think of IMAX, we think of really widescreen, mm. <clears throat> but it was such a well-built, small, little world that almost, that's why I feel like the square aspect ratio is also justified. Exactly, yeah. It was, it was such a small living quarters that it felt claustrophobic, yeah. and it felt, it just felt so deserved. I didn't want it to be wide, I didn't want to see it in IMAX. No. It worked. And we had the perfect theater as well. Like, yeah. six people in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, all, uh, all a bit younger than us. Yeah, the audience was much younger than I was expecting, but sometimes when you, like when I saw Joker, there was a bunch of teenagers next to me, and like mm-hmm. the scenes where he's just laughing on the bus, they're all kind of snickering and giggling to themselves, oh, and yeah, they, they yeah. just weren't mature enough to watch it. Yeah. Whereas we had a young audience, but props to them, they were like... It was quiet. Yeah, and like the movie definitely wants you to laugh sometimes. Yep, yep. And it's more of a comedy than I was expecting, but man, I, the more I talk about it, the more I really, really loved it. Yeah, I think I think uh, I just had a few notes about the direction. It was oh, yeah. um, the choice of the the sound for I don't know if it was a foghorn. Mm. Oh no, it was more like an alarm, it right? Was, yeah, but it was so jarring and unsettling. And every <laughs> yeah. time it came off, I was like, "Oh fuck me!" Like yeah. I just want to leave this theater. Um, the other thing I liked was the the different shot framing he used. So there was one with the um, the burial when the 
Willem Dafoe's getting oh buried my and there's God. dirt falling on his mouth and props his to Willem Dafoe for taking that one that, yeah and like, I was just like he, this is incredible yeah like cause he was literally getting mud in his mouth and eyes and yeah, that's and, not and a comfortable just, feeling he just worked through it he didn't then, cough uh, he just kept talking yeah <laughs> like he was oh he's all in it's the best performance I think I've ever seen from Willem Dafoe oh yeah and then the other one was the uh, the walking into water scene that we, that we yeah. talked about. Yeah. was kind of... Super unsettling. And there was uh, a big theme, and this is a very usual one with this kind of movie, is like escalation of weather with escalation of stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see that the, the weather gets worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And someone who... I love swimming in the ocean, but like there's something about deep sea that really scares me. Yep. Because you're just so hopeless. And there's a few shots where it really puts you in a storm. Yes. And it's that horrible, gray, murky That's ocean, exactly, yeah. and you're just I like, this, oh, I hate this. Shots of the water and the waves, and it... And it's coming into the house. Because it's in black and white, it's it's so dark. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you, you don't know what how deep you are, and you just get lost in it, it's so scary. I'd say the last thing I would just shout out the director for, um, and this is more of an acting thing as well, but um, I love to see unlazy role reversal, so... What I mean by that is usually when you've got like a boss and a employee type relationship or a father son, mm-hmm. there's usually a point in a movie where it'll switch the authority. Yep. For example, maybe the dad's an alcoholic, so the son has to take care of him, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean. Like there's that yeah, kind yeah. of switch, and I knew that was coming, and it felt very gradual. It was more like the more time that went on, the less of a lore uh, the captain Willem Dafoe's authority had over Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. And you started to realize he's like, you know what, like. Because there's that scene where he braids him. He's like, if I tell you to take apart this whole place yeah, and put it back yeah. together, you'll do it with a smile on your face. And some of the monologues, by the way, were excellent. Yeah, monologues cool. But the more Robert Pattinson realized, when I don't do what I'm told, there's not really any consequences. Yeah, what's this, what's this old man going to do? Yeah, right? and like his, his uh, what's the word? His shield of authority starts to wear away. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just, oh, I don't know how, he, as a director, that's a tough thing to pull off. So, um... So my next uh, point is uh, cinematography. Um, so for this one, I, the we talk about black and white, and there's a specific scene that comes to mind is uh, Willem Dafoe's monologue after the uh, they fight um, when he says he doesn't like the cooking. Oh. And he monologues, and then he, the way the shot's framed and the shadows on his face make him look so menacing, and the mm. way the light is played, I thought it was incredible. I think the lighting and lighting and shadows, yeah. especially in a black and white film, is just amazing in this. Some good use of uh, cigarette smoke as well. Uh, mm. When they're puffing it sort of towards the light, you can feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. That speaking of adds light, adds a lot of depth. Uh, when Robert Pattinson finally gets to the light, there's like, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. He's screaming and his face is up and you can, he almost looks like an alien or a monster. Yeah, he's like turning into a light. Almost, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, and there's a few. There's that one weird scene. Or Willem Dafoe's face is like the light, and he's like naked. Oh yeah, I, I have that coming up. Actually. That that was one moment that was a. I was like, eh, that's yeah, a bit too much. For so me. this is this is a good way to segment into my what I feel is the weakness of the film was the the, the writing and the plot, uh, less so the writing but the plot, like kind of like a almost the story or lack thereof. Mm. Um, so you and I we talked about um, about how it's easy to throw random scenes together, and this movie kind of portrays a descent into madness. Um, but I think it is a little cheapened because there is some of those random scenes in there, mm. like the one where Willem Dafoe is the light, and you're kind of like, oh, like, I can inf- I can make my own conclusion as to what that infers, but to me that's kind of like that's more, and I could be totally wrong, but I imagine like when you're writing a script like this, or you're maybe 
on set and you're playing a little bit, mm-hmm. sometimes I think like there is a little bit of let's do this just for the sake of doing it. Exactly. And you can get away with a few scenes like that in a movie, and maybe you shouldn't have an explanation for everything. You know, there's a way around explaining yeah, but, it. But uh, that but, one to me, but like, even saying that sentence there is, is a bit of a is a bit of a cop out. It's a bit of a cop out. Yeah, it's kind of like Kanye's music now. <laughs> I'm not going to Album dropped today. Shout Al- out Kanye. Yeah, album dropped today, and there's definitely such a thing as just doing things for the sake of it in mu- music and film. And All we'll right. save that for another day. Maybe I'll have a, another guy on the show to talk about that. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, there was some smart writing as well, and this one, I, this one I did actually uh, come across um, online, and it was uh, during the the monologue by Willem Dafoe. He he mentioned something about he wishes him a, a Prometheus death. Mm. So I had to look up what's a Prometheus death, and uh, Prometheus died because he stole fire from the gods. And then Zeus uh, sentenced him, he chained him up, and a bird, in this case it was Zeus's eagle, as an eagle, sorry, would constantly tear at his liver. Yeah, which we saw at the which end. Which we saw at the end. So Robert Pattinson gets the light, and right. the seagull's pulling his liver up. So that's a, great, that's a great sort of segue, I think, to conclude this, is what is your final interpretation of the story and the ending? And I think that's kind of what you're saying, but let's <laughs> just hear it nicely laid out. Uh, I just see it as a, a descent into madness, someone who's kind of isolated on a rock, um, I felt I kind of got the sense that he was fighting with uh, some demons. So obviously we talked about the he's maybe he's a murderer on the run. I think there was some substance, on the run. I think there was some <laughs> substance abuse issues as well. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah masculinity as well big yeah. theme. And I think there's a thing. I think it just portrays a man's descent into madness. Yeah, and there's the other sort of side of the coin. There is uh, also loneliness. Willem Dafoe's character mm-hmm. almost like. When someone is so lonely, and he has that thing about loneliness as a sickness. You're talking um, about Willem Dafoe is, is lonely in, in this case. Lonely right? because yes. nobody sort of, sort of takes to him. Yeah, and I yeah. think he's a bit of a, don't think he's accomplished as much as he wanted to in his life. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of power hungry and trying to make others feel small to make himself feel big. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment where, you know, Robert Pattinson's taking the escape boat and he's like, don't leave me. Yes. And like, but then it's like, then they go inside and he's like, you're going crazy. Just like when you try to destroy the life. Yeah. Bar. You and I had a bit of an argument about I just, this. I don't know <laughs> what to believe. And I, I think your theme, like the sort of lighthouse, the temptation, um, stealing like, was it light from the gods or fire from fire, the, fire from, from the, the gods? gods. Yeah. So that's kind of what he does when he touches the lighthouse and then he gets his punishment. Exactly. Maybe it's yeah. the seagulls that are governing that situation. Mm-hmm. But like at the risk of sounding dumb, that could be wrong. That's just like, maybe there's a more... I remember because when we got in a bit of a bit of a debate when when Willem Dafoe tells him that he was that Robert Pattinson was the one destroying you, the, you, the you, you, as, as you said your team RP you think he was definitely trying to yeah I think that was he was still sane at that point was Willem Dafoe even there yeah he was, was he a real I think, character? I think Willem Dafoe was just like he was just gaslighting he was like telling him lies and there's he, another time he said yeah I could be a figment of your imagination and he's like really man he's like you're just trying to scare me he's like no I'm not like um, but I'm sure people are going to be talking about this movie for a long time. I think so, yeah. And I think it's the kind of movie... Would you... Would you uh, if I told you I have tickets again for tomorrow night, would you go? No, there, and that's not that's not an, a phase against the movie. Yeah, it's it's just certain movies like that I feel like deserve time. Mm. I will watch the movie again, if that's what you're asking. It just won't be tomorrow. <laughs> mm. See, I, I don't know if I will. Um, Fair enough. I had... Uh, a couple of people asked me because so I told them I'd watch it, and a couple of people worked yeah. today said, "Oh, would you recommend it?" And I kind of thought about it for a bit, and I said, "Like, 
like I know the kind of movies that these people like. They're yeah. very similar to me, and I'm like, uh, you know, no, I don't, I don't think you'll like it. Fair enough. If you're looking for a sort of traditional psychological thriller, you're probably just gonna be like unenchanted by this movie. Yeah, it's gonna appear dull. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are someone who is a big fan of just the performing arts and watching people perform and very classic stories of, of theme, mm-hmm. then I think this movie's for you. The one thing that I forgot to touch on here, Anthony, was uh, we had a surprising amount of humor in this movie. Yeah. And did you find that that was jarring, or did you find that it worked? No, I think the humor was much needed. Yes, And came at the right times, wasn't too heavy. It is quite, it's quite twisted. It's quite twisted. Um, there was a couple, like, jump scares as well. Yeah. When he just destroys that seagull. Yeah, that was actually, I kind of like that. Yeah. Not in like a weird way, but I, I thought that was enjoying. <laughs> it didn't scare me much. The, the scene that really scared me was the, the mermaid. The, the screen, yeah, the, the mermaid, mermaid and the, and o- the, the ocean, that yeah. kind of claustrophobia. Yeah, I just felt like, yeah, I wanted to move, but I, I couldn't, I was stuck. Also, just like little moments where he is just walking around, he looks up and Willem Dafoe's just watching him. Yeah, oh God, it's so creepy. Yeah, like, <laughs> and just knowing that you've got to sleep next to that person every night, and <laughs> that, was, that would just be so horrible. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you even like the guy, you just, you need your personal space and there's a, a noticeable lack of personal space in that mm-hmm. movie. Let's go out of 10. All right. How many seagulls are you going to give this movie? No, I give this movie, uh, three seagulls, one missing an eye and <laughs> one with a broken neck. No, no, we gotta, we gotta come up with our own rating system. <laughs> okay. No, I'm going to, I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. I'm going to sit here. 6.5 out of 10. 6.5? Nah, maybe 7, but 6.5 wow, out of 10. Wow, that surprises me. All right, well, I've had an absolute blast doing this with you. I've had an absolute blast as well. Um, we hope our listeners enjoy it. Yeah, I really hope you enjoy it. And if you have any feedback or anything, mm. um, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. For Hopefully sure. this is the start of a, of a legacy. Exactly. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, that this was... Uh, this is Antinomen signing off. This is. See you later.